Hey there, it's Lisa from the Culinary Chronicles podcast. On this show, I will interview people from all walks of life about their food experiences of culinary journeys. Food, feeding my loved ones, sharing meals, and the conversations and love that fill the table are what this podcast is all about. My father was a butcher, my uncle a baker, and my grandmother's after-school snacks were always a delightful Sicilian treat. I've always celebrated with food and found gathering around a table the most amazing feeling in the world. Culinary Chronicles is my way of sharing this love of food with you. I hope this podcast fills your cup with entertaining tales about the love of food. Hello and welcome to the show, Georgina. So happy to have you on the show and see your beautiful face, not on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. Happy to be here. So first of all, tell us where you are calling in from. Calling I'm, calling in from, from, I'm calling in from LA. Oh my gosh. LA. I hate myself for saying that. Um, no, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles right now and it's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm ready to talk you look about. so fresh and glam for eight o'clock. What do you have in the morning? Do you have a cup of tea, coffee? What's your? Coffee person. Yeah. Coffee, I love Stumptown yeah. coffee. That's oh, yeah. my favorite, my favorite batch. And, um, but then I'm like a scrambled eggs on like a good grain toast. I've been, I follow this Instagram account, which just gives you all the clean options of things. Okay. So I'm a little crazy with like switching out, you know what I mean? Like really yeah, fine yeah. foods that are less inflammatory and things like that. So what's but, a sprouted grain toast? Is it like It's something, or? it's just no, I guess it's no grains. I'm not sure. It's it's this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, he says this is good and I trust him. I can't remember what his account's called, but um <laughs> here or something. Um it's a it's a bread from Whole Foods called Silver. The brand is Silver Hills or something like that. Oh, I buy that too, yeah. Yeah. Sprouted. I like great. that. It's really like fibrous and really yummy. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know if that's a word, fibrous, but yeah. yeah. It sounded pretty well, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as soft as like if you're gonna have like a nice big squishy white bread, which would be you know no. that's for Asians. Not every single morning, um, but uh, yeah, with scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs, gal. There's nothing as good as like a white piece of fresh bread and with like peanut butter or like Nutella, Jam. and it just yeah. melts and sticks to your top of your mouth. Ma- so good. Okay. okay, so I have to ask: Are you wearing um, cherries on your ears? I'm wearing cherries. Oh my gosh. I love those. Where are those from? They're so cute. Really old J. Crew finds. Oh, good. We're talking about food. I was like, well, these are my food earrings. Yeah, I need food. Ear- I do not have a pair. Like, throughout the years of like being a bakery owner, bakery owner, people would come in with like whisks and cupcakes on their ears. And I was like, I don't know if I could rock those, but maybe I should get a pair for like the podcast. But I actually, have yeah. it so what? It sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so I I know you, um, but our listeners don't. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you grew up. You've had an interesting like journey in terms of where you've ended up living. But tell us a little bit about your background. Oh sure. Well, I grew. I was I was born in England, and um, in in Surrey, in Guildford, and I lived there until I was sixteen. And that's normally when everyone goes like, "Well, what happened to your accent?" And I do have an accent if I go home, but I think just, I come from a musical family. And I think when you have a musical ear, you kind of just like copy sound. And I think my accent just sort of like, you know, kind of wheedled away. But if I need it at any time, I still play roles. I'm an actor now to add that in, but I still play roles where I get to be British and I find that really fun. 
Um, so yeah, I was there till I was 16. And then I moved to Toronto with my family and I finished high school in Toronto for the last two years. And then I started just like beating the streets with auditions in Toronto and just like trying to, you know, I was an actor and I would take different jobs in between that, like to pay the income and take classes. And that was, that's the short, the short story. And now, well, now I'm here. I live in LA now. My husband and I moved down here 2015. And yeah, so we've been here for a while. So I have to ask, can you put on your Surrey accent for like a moment? Oh, yeah. Normally I talk like this. Like, <laughs> need something on the phone. Like if somebody, if I'm like, you know, I put in this order and it hasn't come, like they'll be like, oh, yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> that was like perfect. So did you have your accent when you were in high school in Toronto or did you? He sent me some videos actually of my, like I, I found a video when I was like 17 I was like, oh my gosh, listen to my accent. And I do see people from high school now who, when I see them uh, these many moons later, are like, where, what? Like, and I was called George. I was always called George. I was never, yeah, George was my name. And then when I met my husband, he was like, I'm not calling you George. He calls me G and then it became G. Um, But yeah, I would bump into people and they'd be like, what happened to your accent? What? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Who are you? So I have a funny story when, when, um, one of my girlfriends came from the UK to study here in university. She just, she was very like, I don't even, I don't know if Essex is the right word, but she had a very thick, obviously British accent. And she's like, I don't know what it is, but like the teacher thinks the sun shines. I'm an ass. Because he took such a shining to her and she's like, I can't do anything wrong. He just thinks the sun shines. I'm an ass. And I just love that saying. I do it is the accent. People get fooled by it every time. Yeah. And our our operations and one of my closest colleagues and, and good friends, Danny, she's got a very beautiful accent, too. And everyone's just like, oh, my God. So I'm like, I feel like an accent really puts you ahead and, you know, life and career. And well, it all depends on where you live, though. Like you have an accent. So if you went and lived somewhere where they don't have your accent, then you would be the person with the accent. Do you know what I mean? So when you're it's, auditioning, do you say, do you want me to like audition in American or British or do no, they say? I like it. Sometimes I'll get stuff that says like the person's British, but then other times I just like, I'm like, I think this would be funny or British. I'm just going to do a British. And it actually ends up working out well for me. Like they normally are like, cause I don't know any, everything's funny in a British accent, I think. So if you have material that sometimes if the character isn't as like, funny is maybe they're trying to make it be i'm like well if you throw in a british accent it's just gonna you can funny. then change things and add some british isms and you know like this yeah, is the yeah, yeah. out of my ass <laughs> yeah it's not as crude as like saying the sun's out of my ass like yeah yeah it does sound better doesn't it well, okay so tell me about your acting career because you know canadian viewers like adore you and for your famous oh. role on a certain show so i have to talk about that just because you know that's that's yeah. one of the things I think are, is like, to me, something super special. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so special. Well, we're talking about Murdoch Mysteries, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, uh, yeah, it was my first, like, you know, big, it was, there's different levels of like jobs, as you know, like you sometimes have one episode or you're just a small part of an episode and they have different tiers. And so something called a series regular is when you're in every single episode. And Murdoch was that first that was my first series regular. So it was like a huge learning experience. And I did it for five years. 
and it was, you know, not an easy dialogue show just because one, it's a period piece set in. At that time, we were in 18, I feel like I came in in 1899 or something, and then we would go each year and we were early 1900s. So there's that and then playing a doctor and like, but I learned so much. I learned so much from that cast. I mean, Yannick had been working for, I mean, the show's now in what, season 14, maybe? Yeah. Like, and I learned so much from him and Helene and because they had already been working for so many years. And it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to work at home because actors, especially now moving to LA, we, we leave a lot to go for work. And I do miss that was just such a nice one that I would wrap and then I would be like, I could go see Holly. I could go see my friend for coffee or dinner or whenever, yeah. you know. I loved having my life and work in the same place so that it, I got all the whole experience. So was that filmed in the East End and like the Hollywood little north here? Okay. Oh. Yeah. We call it Hollywood North. Well, they so call we... Canada Hollywood North, but I don't, I, yeah, I drive by that film center studio every day. That, that's more south at East We were up in, ours was up in um, more towards Scarborough. Where was it? It was, it was Eastern, north. Like the beaches? Oh, you were. North. Yeah, our studio oh. was. Oh. Okay. Can't believe I can't remember what area that would be considered. North York. East York. <laughs> north York is so vast. Every time someone says that, I'm like, that could be where my mom lives or like all the way across the other side. So yeah. It's true. Toronto, it's true. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Yes. Yeah, so. It was in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, you're on set, you're like period piece, 1800s. What did they eat back then? Was there like. Oh, we didn't eat crumpets. Method. I actually love Murdoch because at three o'clock every day, a chocolate tray would come out. That was really the highlight of my day. Um, here it comes and they would make this bark and it was just, it was like crack. It was just, it was just so much sugar and it was so yummy. Um, and I remember, I remember that very well. And we'd sometimes have like cute, like sometimes we'd have coffee, uh, coffee carts, like special, like, you know, like a special coffee cart come in and, and different things like that. But that's the main food I remember because I don't know what they ate back then. I guess just kind of meat and potatoes, right? Yeah, probably. Maybe not even yeah. meat, like potatoes and rabbit or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So tell me Canadian, British, Canadian, L.A., What's the kind of major differences? Like, what do you love? What do you miss about, like, the UK? I guess you were 16, so. No, I really feel like culturally I'm British because I was 16, which even though is young now kind to me. almost an adult. Yeah, and you st- you've had, you, you know, you found kind of your, I mean, you changed out your whole life, but, like, personality-wise, like, quality-wise, like, culturally, I feel very British. Like, I miss, the most thing I probably miss is the sense of humor in England is just different. I like the sense of humor in both in all places, but it's just a different kind of humor. It's just very dry and sarcastic. Sarcastic. And a little self-deprecating, but I find that Canada and America do have self-deprecating. Like I find sometimes that's funny when people can, you know what I mean, laugh at yourself a lot. And I do miss there's a history obviously to England and Europe in general, like that when you go there you just feel like you're in a different time or you feel the energy of those times there, whereas obviously Canada and America are newer and don't have as much of that history. I mean, compar- comparatively. So, you know, walking on cobbled streets and I would take a train to school and sit in one of those little like old the compartments with the doors that close that had curtains and oh, like just yeah. things. Like, I, I love the old timiness, I guess I would say. 
And the chocolate is better in England. Oh, yeah. What chocolate did you eat when you were there? Or do you get sent to you? You have galaxy chocolate is really, there's just something about the way they make the chocolate. But what's really nice is I live literally five minute drive from a British tuck shop here in Burbank. What? Yeah, next to the Robin Hood pub, which is a traditional British pub. And next door they have all, they have the, at Christmas time we go there because it has like the mince pies, the chocolate boxes. It has like all the, yeah, all the stuff that I need. Yeah. So tell people what mince pies are, because when I lived in the UK, I thought it was like mince meat as a pie, and everyone was super excited at the work Christmas parties to have them, and I was like, that sounds disgusting. I never liked them as a kid, and my dad makes them with fruit, but I think they do have mints, because I found that confusing too. I was like, oh, is this like meat inside here, but it's kind of sweet, but it's like... It's like my a dad butter make- tart, right? It's like... It's shaped like a butter. Yeah, it is, but with meat inside. That's what they had back in the day, oh, you know? No. That was dinner. No, but we, we had mince pies as like desserts. But they're fruit. They have fruit in them. Fruit right? Me. Okay. I need to well, think that. fruit and meat. Wait. Yeah, they're like sweet. They're just fruit, I think. They're not mint. Yeah, they're I like should... gooey, gooey like pies. Gooey. Gooey pies. Yeah. yeah okay. I didn't like eating them when I got older. Like I didn't like and do you like Maltesers? I feel like that's such an acquired taste. I love Maltesers. Oh, they're so British. You're so British. I love them. I am British. And my, my root canals appreciated the Maltesers too. <laughs> so what's the UK, US candy bar? Because I, I interviewed a chocolatier and it's not called chocolate because there's not enough chocolate content in what we eat in kind of North America. So they're called candy bars. Oh, What's my favorite candy bar in the U.S.? I don't eat that much candy anymore. I guess, I mean, there's a milk chop. I mean, I kind of get Whole Foods chocolate now, like a good bar, like a good bar of like a, a milk chocolate. Just I'm traditional. I don't like messing with the with it too much. I can't do dark chocolate, unfortunately. Doesn't agree with me. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Emily Grace, tell me a little bit about what you eat every day and how do you feed your little peanut? Tell me about your little girl. Thank you. She's fun. Um, what I eat every day, I try to eat like, I try to eat whole foods just because, you know, that guy, you know, this Instagram account's just killing me here. Um, I, I eat like, you know, scrambled eggs and toast. I like a good salad. There's so many great salads in LA, like just a lot oh, yeah. of salad places. Yeah. I love this one grapefruit salad that has cashews in it and it's really yummy and it has, you can do, you can put ahi tuna in it or a shredded chicken. It's very simple and it has a nice sesame seed dressing from this place called Stanley's. So that's one of my faves. And then dinner, actually, my husband's the cook. I'm not. Yeah, he's big time. Okay. I know. Every night he, yeah, (laughs) M.O.B. The M.O.B. The M.O.B. Yeah, he loves cooking. Um, I think because he traveled so much for work. And then when you're traveling so much for work, even if you have a place with a kitchen, you then have to buy like everything, like all your seasonings and like oils and the things that you use. So I think when he was away, you tend to eat out more. And then he got more into it after that. And so now, yeah, so he, makes, he make? makes an amazing blackened chicken with like an aioli, like really killy, like that's not the sauce with a hot sauce. Um, and what's with that one? Oh, there's like 
peas and carrots like finely diced, but he fries them in a pan with um, flour so they get kind of crispy on the outside. Eat that together. And then, you know, traditional stuff like a good salmon on the barbecue with sweet potato fries. But he makes really great sauces. He likes mixing up his condiments. So if that like directing, acting, producing thing doesn't work out, he's got a backup plan. Gotta, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I'd go eat there. Maybe it would just be me. So yeah, that's our backup plan. But so yeah, is everyone Penelope, is everyone in LA? Oh, tell me about Penelope yet. Oh yeah, Penelope. She's pretty good. Like, but I don't know. It's like chicken nuggets. Like you know, there's a phase of just pure chicken nuggets. Just like chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. And like you know what? It's amazing that a body can just grow on chicken. She's quite tall. I guess the chicken nuggets are working out or toast. Like, gosh, the body still grows on toast, huh? Interesting. <laughs> toast and butter or just toast? Butter, maybe a little bit of honey. She does oh, like quesadillas okay. now. The thing you have to do with kids is you have to take them to somebody else's house on a play date with a kid they really like. And then they watch that kid eat stuff and then they want to eat it. Okay. So that's the trick of like, oh, I can't get my kid to eat stuff. It's like, find a friend, get them to make it. <laughs> then we can switch off and get kids to eat more things. That's like my neighbor's son. He always comes over and he's like, can I have something to eat? I'm like, your mom not feed you? And she's like, I don't know what it is. As soon as he comes over, he salivates and he needs a snack or a treat or something from my house. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, and I got a call. I had a call from a mom friend being like, oh, by the way, Penelope loves quesadillas. I was like, that little. Because I have been trying to get cheese. I'm trying to get more protein in. And she's like, I don't like cheese. I'm not going to eat cheese. I'm like, okay. So then when I got that text, I was like, mad but then also happy <laughs> more play dates please with food <laughs> yes with food oh my god so yeah your your daughter is like my son like the way that she acts and like so cheeky and entertaining and how old's your son he's four. Oh yeah same when does he turn five next august so is she oh, five next august. she's five on sunday uh, oh my gosh what do you do for a kid's birthday party now what's in LA you know are you in with the LA moms like balloon arches and well actually I do love balloon arches there is one company that I would love to use I can't remember what they're called I think it's play theory and it's like white bouncy castles like everything's white and like oh. the pads are all white and the ball pit is whatever color scheme you want so you're like okay oh. I want pink, what dark pink light pink and grays that one's Ooh. better for like babies, like smaller kids, because they have like rockers and stuff. We're getting into the like, um, I've done a few. We've never, I mean, we missed so many birthdays with our jobs because we can't plan when things are happening very well. But um, this year, Penelope's really into Harry Potter right now. Oh, as five? Well, you know, I know. Well, what I started doing is I started reading the books. I started reading book one with her and I would just leave things out but she's pretty um she's more worried about them getting expelled than killed that's really her i don't know kids are just so like you know they duel each other and they're they play all these games that are sometimes i'm like wow that seems that's that's intense but they're so light about it that i don't get into like i guess pretty chill on like <laughs> death of wizards and stuff i don't know they're, yeah they're this age is a lot about like i'm killing him and i'm gonna kill him and it, punch, like, yeah where do you get that from? Like, okay. Yeah. So it's a bigger picture. So I don't mind, you know, it's not, they're not taking it too seriously, but uh, she's really, so we read the first book together and I skip things. Cause like, 
there's a lot of questions about things. But she is very smart. She would say to me things like, but why did he smile? But he was saying something mean. Like she's noticing people's like manipulate. She's like, what is that? Like, why would you do that? And I was like, and that's why Hans, I didn't like Hans in Frozen. I found that very confusing for young women to watch a do. you know what I mean? This guy, we're getting really intense here on this podcast about Hans and Frozen and how that very upset me because she was like, why did he do that? Why did he pretend? And I was like, you know what? We're going to learn this now and we're not going to make the same mistakes. (laughs) Guys are evil. (laughs) So Harry Potter, so yes, so I've got, um, got all the decorations. Like is Harry Potter coming to like, no, I didn't find a Harry Potter. I didn't find an actor to come do a Harry Potter. But I'm getting a, we just, you know, a bounce house. I find they just need something to like throw themselves around on for a while. And, yeah. but I do like decorating the mantle. I do get into, and I got the party favors are little, uh, little owls that they can all adopt. The girls can take home their oh, okay. little white owl. Cause you know how they all have owls in school. Yeah. 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 So I got them a little stuffed cute thing for their party favors and stuff. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. And she, yeah, you? my mom just got her up and they're going to walk. So, um, yeah, but actually, you know, we forgot to mention that you made me my, my cupcakes on Murdoch. Oh gosh. That was so, I forgot about that. I know, but it was when I wrapped and they were so cute. They had the little, they had the little knives on them. They were coroner cupcakes. They had little, they had little, like the knives you use to chop up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the bodies with like, like a little bit of blood. Yeah. Like the coroner. And there was something else on them. Was it a book or, or maybe it was just the knife in the top of the icing. They were very cute and yummy. I'm going to check my uh, file. Maybe we can post it in the show notes. Yeah. Was that when Holly was with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is a machine. Mama four machine. Like she's a force, that woman. She is a force. Yeah. And always smiling. Yep. And her saying, it is what it is, is my mom's favorite saying. She's like, oh, Holly, remember Holly? She always said, it is what it is. Well, Holly was on in our family daily. Thank you, Holly. (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. You're like, well, right now, I don't like what the is is. So you know what? It's not just what it is. I'm mad about the is. The very blanket Um, statement for everything. I know. It sort of like means like, well, you're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. (laughs) We're just going to roll with this. Are you looking for a unique way to connect and entertain your team? Join us in Toronto or virtually and let us host the most fun events for your team with food. Great for teams of any size, La Dolce Culinary Classroom Studio in Toronto offers different packages to suit every event organizer's needs. Have your team make gnocchi pasta from scratch and then enjoy it with a glass of wine. Or try our wine and chocolate tasting series where you'll have your very own sommelier guiding you through several wines and yummy chocolates discover the aroma, taste, and finish of each one. Or how about getting your teams to be cake boss for a day? They will design and build a cake and win prizes on their creativity, height, and style. Of course, eating buttercream mistakes is all part of the fun. Great for client entertaining, sales meetings, conferences, and more. If you're interested in learning more, drop an email to events at ladolce.com and they will organize something fantastic for you. Okay, so tell me, we're going to talk a little bit more about food. Is like everyone walking around LA with like salads and smoothies and like, what's your favorite place to eat there? Because I go once a year to the glamorous Anaheim uh, mm-hmm. for a trade show. 
which is not very glamorous for those who don't know at a time. But uh, I did go to LA one day earlier with my friend and we went to that beautiful museum on the hill. Getty. The Getty. And we had a beautiful yeah. lunch there. But when I go back again next year, what, where should I go? Or where, where do you love to eat? Or where do you take the MOB and the little Penelope? There's so many fun places. I mean, there's definitely the salad smoothie vibe in different neighborhoods. You definitely see everyone wearing, you know, workout clothes and things like that. There's definitely that aspect. But I have to say that is an inspiring aspect of the weather and being healthy and hiking. And like, we, it is a cool city that in the middle of the city, you have Griffith Park where you can just go for a hike. You know what I mean? Like right in the middle. Um, you have to like travel really far to take a gorgeous walk and hike up and see the city and, and all that stuff. My favorite place is downtown LA has some cool spots. Downtown LA has like got some cool restaurants that open. We used to go to a place called Factory that was just like more uh, pasta. Mark is allergic to nuts. So that kind of cuts out. And we're very much like French cuisine, Italian, like American. You know what I mean? Like we have to obviously be careful where we go. But there's a place called Chaconi's that we love. And that place is really yummy in West Hollywood. And it has a very like old Hollywood sort of vibe. Musso and Frank's is like traditional. It's been around since 1919. They what? still wear the same. Yeah, they wear the same clothes. Like the waiters wear the same outfits that they've always had. The place is the same. And it's very like, you know, you order your steak and then you can choose a salad and there's a soup and there's, you know, That's it's very it. basic. Um, there's a lot of options, but it's all, you know what I mean? Like very traditional Italian, like that's what right. you're, but what's cool about it is there's such history there. And I actually shot a pilot in there, which is really fun for me that was set in 1940s Hollywood. And it was my place. My character would go to. And so I shot a scene like smoking cigarettes in there at like the bar. And it was really cool for me. because I was like, wow, this is like, this is how long this place has been here. And I like the vibe there. It's like a fun Hollywood vibe. There's a place called Yamashiro that does great sushi. It's way up on a hill. It looks over LA and it's got beautiful views. There's so many spots. I know. I need to spend a few days before and after this trade show to kind of explore. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I mean, I think Anaheim has like a few paying restaurants. So yeah, it's not the destination <laughs> for no. a food lover, but we will, I will explore. And you're not far away if you're over that way. So, yeah, like an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's an hour from the L.A. airport. We did drive around one day dizzyingly to all these places. And I was like, I'm going to be sick because those mountains and hills and all that. I'm like, how do people live here? It's just up and down. And oh, yeah, I didn't realize it was so hilly over there. But oh, yeah, like it's pretty amazing when you're driving. It looks like a fake backdrop when you're driving and you see the hills sticking out. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think of people who live up there, when I see some of the houses that jut out on stilts and I'm like, we get earthquakes. Like, I would not be partaking in that place. Yeah. But very, very precariously situated on these tiny little cliffs. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so, okay. So you've probably eaten around the world and all these amazing places, you know. Um, tell me what's like your favorite memory of a food, like your honeymoon or somewhere that you would love to recreate again what was your favorite meal and place if you could set the stage of what where that was 
We went to Europe on a Christmas trip. That was our, yeah, it was a Christmas trip. And one of the cities we went to was Prague. And we went to this, like, I don't understand Michelin stars. What's the highest? Is it three or is it five? Like it's five. Yeah. Good question. I think it's five. This place was called Le Station in Prague. And it was like, it had black and white tile, I think like all over the floor. It was very small. There's a few places, actually. This is the first one. And it was like, we did a seven-course pairing deal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was, and all the food is so tiny and beautiful and like all different, different kinds. And I find, I'm not a, I'm not really a drinker, but I do find when you, I just find it interesting the way they pair, you know, wine with food or, and the whole experience just being. Was it Czech food or was it? like French or it was kind of a mixture of different foods because it was so artistic like I was just like like I didn't want to eat any of it it was also cute it kind of reminded me of like come down you're like this is like that Barbie food stuff well not Barbie food but like you know what I mean it's so tiny and like pretty and I remember that and it was Christmas time and we were staying like right in the square in Prague and all the Christmas lights were up oh, and it was just, it was cold. The markets were out. I love traveling actually to Europe at Christmas time because I get a Christmas ornament from each city. Oh, so when I hang them on the tree, I'm like, oh, this one's from, you know, Prague. This one's from Vienna. And then the other one we did, we went to the, the crystal, the Baccarat crystal room in Paris which was like this tiny restaurant that I felt like we were in like, we were like a king and queen and like someplace because it was like big pink curtains and brick walls and like very small and just felt very regal. And that dinner was, that was French, but the whole experience was just, I really like for me going to a restaurant, yes, is the food, but I really like the way it's something, I love decorating and I love interior design. So if it has that thing to it as well, then that's the whole experience for me because I'm like, ooh, I feel like I'm, I just enjoy the, the heart of it. Yeah, the whole experience. Yeah. yeah. I remember so, someone saying, I don't know why you like to go out. I'm like, it's not because I can't cook or eat at home. It's the theater, it's the experience, it's the waiter, it's the the bustle, the sounds, the view, the music. Yeah. That's why people go. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's the food too, but it's the whole 360 of like, you don't do that at home. You don't have like, Crystal, you're not sitting in, I don't know, Baccarat. Is it the, the company Baccarat? Crystal, was it there? Yeah, because all the chandeliers, the way you know it's a real, I think it's Baccarat. The way you know it's a real one is there's one red, like ruby red crystal in all of their pieces. Oh, I didn't know that. It's tiny. It's just one. Because I was looking at the chandeliers and I was like, oh, they all just have one red crystal or it's a ruby. Yeah. But anyway, and I thought that was yeah. cool. Yeah, and there was like a room of mirrors. There was like off of there was just like this beautiful room that was kind of like Versailles, like just mirrors and like wallpaper and grand. I think all of that, like Vienna has that vibe, like all the buildings are just so big and grand. Gorgeous. Like, I love that stuff. So walking, we love to do a lot of walking. I admit that's one thing I miss being in LA. Like I love, I love Toronto for that. I love walking everywhere. I don't miss waiting for a streetcar with my groceries and ripping through my hands and finding a 30. But other than that, I... Uh, <laughs> Really? Oh, I thought you would love this stuff. <laughs> and having a kid in the snow, I really appreciate it. Because by the time you get them all bundled up for the whole adventure, they're out there for like five minutes over it, and you're sweaty and they're sweaty. And it's just like we did New York for a while with a bit of cold. Um, but 
Yeah, those would be my two favorite experiences. And when you go back home to Surrey, is your mom there? Is she now in LA? My parents live in Port Perry, outside of Toronto. Oh, no. Okay, so they're visiting right now. Yeah, my mom's down here helping me out. Yeah, because Mark's on a shoot in Detroit right now. Oh, nice. Okay, where's Port Perry? Is that east? East. Yeah. Kind of south of the Kawarthas. Okay, I feel like we've driven through there and everyone has the most beautifully manicured lawns. Is that that? Does that sound right? Yeah, they have pretty good lawns. Yeah. My parents live more in like a forest, sort of. Like that property is more like, you know, a lot of forest. But my dad, they definitely, like, they don't have like the front lawn that you see from the road. It's all like a lot of trees. We drove um, one time and I was like, every lawn is perfectly manicured in this town. And it was Port something, Port Elgin, maybe Port Perry. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a big cook. He's what a does big, he cook? A great shepherd's pie. Very, um, very really good. He's my favorite carbonara. I got to say, I go to a restaurant the same. There's something oh. about what my dad puts in it. He makes great crumbles from scratch. Yeah. Yummy crumbles. Scones. He's do you have really, a British really Christmas? Good. Like, do you have a goose? We don't do a goose. If we go home, we normally do turkey. Here we do steaks because it's just the two of us. And I'm just like, are we going to cook? Am I going to do this for seven hours? Like, I don't know. If you have a big group of people, you know, I think it's a bit different. But Mark's like, I want to take it out. I want to use the barbecue. And, you know, he finds that. But uh, we still do, like, in the morning, we have our, like, charcuterie and, and croissants. Yeah, and yeah. Things like that. So what's what was your typical meals growing up as a kid, like, in Surrey? Chicken nugget. <laughs> Oh, really? That sounds familiar. See? The tables have turned. History <laughs> repeating itself. <laughs> no, um, I guess my dad, like, it was funny because my dad's an artist. Like, he's a writer and he's a painter and he's a gardener. And, like, everything he does was always, he's very artistic. And everything he does, he does really well. And I really got that artistic, I guess, you know, discipline or eye from observing him. And he used to do, mom would do the dinners, but at that time we were so brutal to him and he'd be so that he was like, I quit. I'm not doing bath time. I'm going to start doing the dinner. So then it switched because we wouldn't mess with mom like that. You know, we do the thing where, you know, the hand, the hand spray and we leave the spray turned, you know, we'd leave it turned so that if it was facing out, the jets were facing and then switched the setting. So that if we turned it on, it would just like fully, I don't know. Lots of fun for us, but he was like, I'm done. I'm done with doing this. So then <laughs> he took over dinner time. And I feel like it's where he perfected like the carbonara and like, um, I mean, I remember just a lot of shepherd's pie, but my dad's shepherd's pie. Holly loves my dad's cooking. Like that, Holly's like ready to come up and, you know, eat the scones and the mince pies and the crumbles. That the scones or scones? Yeah. What does he say? My parents say scones. Huh? Yes, they say scones, but I say scone, and I don't remember them ever saying scones, and then now they say scones. It's the same as croissant. My, Mark's always like, your parents say croissant, like, so more complicated than it has to be. Like, it seems more complicated. And that's when my brain malfunctions. What? A croissant. Because we say croissant, right? Yeah. A croissant. Is croissant. Is that French or British? It sounds French. Croissant. <laughs> But it seems harder to say. So it's just funny. Like, let me get a quick, 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 quick. I'm like, what? I'm like, and then my brain malfunctions because there's certain words that I still say British. But I'm like, I don't understand the British version or the other. 
Yeah, maybe they're just being French, tradition. But do they have a British accent still? Or do oh, they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they're like, <laughs> yeah. My mom's actually Welsh. So she's from oh, France. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Does she speak uh, Welsh? No. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what are these? That was very funny. <laughs> yeah, well, um, no, she, well, she, I think she knows some words, but she didn't go to school. Well, oh, um, but she would know some of it, but no, she can't speak full Welsh. But yeah, I loved going to Wales as a kid. Like I used to go a lot because my grandparents were there. So when I met Mark in Newfoundland, I oh, really okay. felt like Newfoundland, by the way, Newfoundland has amazing restaurants. They got some great like when we go there because okay. it's so small, we, that's our main run. Like, where are we going for dinner? And like we plan okay. our, our trips that way. But Newfoundland really reminded me of Cardiff, like a small Cardiff. And the people are so Irish. Yeah. Similar kind of culture when I got there. I love the signs in Wales. You're like, okay, like all the letters are just thrown. Like, yeah, it's just like whatever you want. Does it match the GPS? I mean, before GPS, how are people even? They're like, is that the same one that looks like the other one? No, that one has an X at the end. Great. Let's, we'll just do that one. Okay. I think my friend lives in Carmarthen and it's like, oh, Carmarthen, but then it's spelled in the Welsh way. You're like, what is that? I know. And even the way you have to speak, well, it was like that train station has the longest train station. In Wales? Yeah. It has the longest name and it's so long. It's kind of looks like, you know, the link that you paste into a, into the, <laughs> the search. A URL. The slashes and the like. Yeah, it looks like the URL. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, tell me, tell me, what's anything that you've seen, I mean, in your world of, you know, weirdness, any food habits or things that like actors do that are like rituals or anything? Like, have you met anyone that you're like, they always did this and it was kind of funny or really met that my husband's pretty disciplined with like he brings his own food to set like he has his regimen in and someone actually on set recently was like you know you work a lot when you have like your set diet like that's a thing like because otherwise you don't know especially with nut allergies but also all the oils like so many different things you don't know how it's made and if you're doing it every single day for like you need to like have breaks otherwise it's kind of like I mean, I remember one time when I was on set and I called Mark and I was like, I only had two slices of cake like last night because I'm not used to like, it's free and there's all this, just, you know, these treats. Like, oh, there's like, there's this cake and that cake. And you just feel like you're back in the crystal room, back in like, you know, some queen somewhere. You're like, I'll have that and I'll have this. And then after a while, you're like, and then the wardrobe's like, you know, gee, like, you know, it's, we're going to uh, have to take these out a little bit or like, <laughs> I'm like, Right. I don't need to eat all the options. We're very lucky in that way that there's just all this yumminess. But I will say my most favorite thing, I have a, I don't have a weird thing, but I shot a series in Puerto Rico. Oh. And mofongo, I think that's how you say it. It's like a plantain dish. And it's the yummiest thing. And I had that all the time. And I have to say Puerto Rico lunch was like the yummiest because it was all traditional Puerto Rican food and it was so yum. And there's a restaurant there called Jose Enriquez that has this yellowtail dish that is just, yeah, amazing. Jose Enriquez. It sounds like that singer. What was that singer? Jose. A really sexy guy. Oh, Jose. Oh, um, Enrique. Enrique, who's married to the tennis player. Enrique Iglesias. Jose Enrique. Uh, Jose Enrique, I, I think he was a, he he like was a, a sport. He's a football baseball player. player. Yeah, probably. Probably baseball. 
Yeah, and he started his own restaurant. Like that restaurant we used to go to as a kid. That was a really nice time because we were all shooting on location. And the one thing that's nice about shooting on location is you all tend to go for dinner a lot together. Okay. Yeah. Because you're not with your family. So everyone's like, what are you doing tonight? Okay, we're yeah. going to go to this restaurant. And I had to say in Puerto Rico was yum. Yummy? Yeah. I think I really like Puerto Rico. Such a cozy, cozy, quaint town. Oh, yeah. Old San Juan. Yeah, San Juan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty. Oh, so lucky to have yeah. traveled all these places. So tell me, what are you working on now? What's your next big project or what could we see you in next or where? I'm currently shooting and it is airing. Well, it's aired the first eight episodes before on NBC. Yeah, which is, um, did you ever watch the old Quantum Leap back in the day? In the 80s, 90s? I did, I think. It's a time travel show. It was where a guy would jump into oh, different yeah. bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. solve the thing. So that was like, I mean, 30 years ago there. They did a, it's not a reboot. I never know what the word. It's kind of a continuation. 30 years in the future. And they're still doing the same format of the leaps onto different places in time. Yeah, yeah. But they've added in this side of it that is also what is happening in present day. Like the actual place that runs the leaping and, you know, the science behind it and the storylines with the people who work there as well as the leaps themselves. So it's kind of cool. And I play in the original uh, Al Calavici was the hologram that would come in and help Sam Beckett, who was actually leaping. Okay. He was a hologram from the friend present day. That would yeah, I remember that on TV. Yes. Yeah. So I play Al's daughter, but in the future, 30 years later. Okay. So that's so kind of fun. Day. Present day. Yeah, I'm the link. Yeah, present day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in 2022, because um, that's where it's set. It's set now. The leaps are the different time, the different time period. So those change every episode, 60s, okay. 70s, 90s. It's kind of fun. But where can we watch so, it in Canada? I always get confused. With this. Would it be Crave or City TV, I think? I think it's City okay. TV. I want to yeah, say. That guy like, yeah, a really friendly face, that guy. Sam Beckett. Oh, Scott Ooh. Bakula? Yeah. The actor, yeah. The long hair, yeah. Well, our new our new leap, leaper, which is Raymond Lee, he's he's really wonderful. And because it was, you know, some big shoes to fill in a way because the show has existed before, but he's very charming and very likable and he's a he's a good Wait, actor. Where is he from? Because he looks familiar, Raymond Lee. He sounds familiar. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been around for a while. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like his stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to get on to Quantum Leap 2022, you know? 30 years ago makes us sound really old, Jordina. Please. Well, no, I didn't say that we were alive. <laughs> I didn't say that we were alive then. Okay, good. Well, we were. I think we were. I mean, that's up to people yeah. to decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who is, a, who is an actor. Well, she did a lot of Amdram in the UK, and nobody ever knew her age. Nobody. I know there's some actors who still won't say how old. I remember meeting people like, I'd be like, well, how old are you? And they're like, and they just wouldn't, they would not reveal. Yeah. And I think she would put on her, like, I guess, acting resume or whatever we called, like headshots, like something really different than what she was when I knew her. And I was like, thought on her desk was like, wait, what? And then I was like, okay, I guess it's an acting. You normally put an age range. You normally don't have to oh, say maybe that age. was it. But it was you don't kind of put like, Oh, okay, yeah. You kind of like, Always. you know, kind of fudge the numbers a little bit. You kind of like bring, you're like, I think I can hit. You know, it really depends on who they cast for that role. I mean, if they go, yeah. I mean, I used to play 16 year old 
20. You probably still can. No, I don't think so. Really? I don't. Not 16. We got a good ring light going here. I know. We got a good ring light. I'm going to be honest. I always, because I, I like being honest because I don't like reading articles where I'm like, use this cream. And then they're not saying about any, you know what I mean? It's like the cream's not doing the stuff. And that's okay. Hey, I don't do what you want, but say what you're, because then you can actually like, you know, people can be like, oh, okay, these, these are my options. If I want to do things or not do things, yeah. you know, like, I'm always like, I don't know if it's just the cream. Like there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have one friend that was very honest on Instagram. She's like, you know. I'm fortunate because I can do all these peels and cosmetic things. And like, she's gorgeous. She's a natural beauty, but she's like, I, I can afford to do these. So don't think that, you know, people look like this normally. And I was like, oh, finally, someone's honest that they're doing Botox and like stuff like that. Cause yeah, so that we can, it's not, otherwise you just feel like, what am I not doing or should be doing like, or just who cares that? what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sunscreen's really your main and genetics, just look at your mom and your dad, and that's like, yeah, that's true. So too. The mom adult yeah. is looking good still at 70. Yeah, again, she never tells anyone her age, so nobody knows how old my mom. So, uh, yeah, Penelope yeah. tells everybody how old we are because she loves numbers. So. Oh, does she say you're like 60 though? Because that's what my son said. No, she's pretty accurate. Oh, she so does. Okay, she'll tell the truth, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. That's fine. Well, it was so nice to chat with you and I'm so happy that we connected and I love the cherries and the earrings and like just catching up about life and, you know, seeing you not on Instagram in a different format, which is nice. And I wish you well on your Harry Potter birthday extravaganza. Yes, um, I'll post some pics. Thank you so much. Post some pics and I'll add some links to some of those favorite restaurants you mentioned in the show notes. And um I can't wait for everyone to to hear this. And also, I'm going to check out Quantum Leap. I have not watched this this year. I guess you said eight eight have come out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna download this on NBC Canada or whatever. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a mystery a mystery woman in the first. It's it's a slow burn, and then we're okay. shooting right now some back end stuff that'll get that'll get exciting. So I know some people like to binge, so you kind of wait it out. But we just hit our season oh. finale of eight. What's okay. the mid season finale? I should say. So eight are out, and then. We have the back end will be coming, I guess, yeah, in I'm January. Okay. I'm a binger. I'll watch them all like in yeah. two or three days. So perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a thank great you. morning. Glad you're up and at it now. And I'm sure you're up anyway with the toddler. Um, is the toddler still like five or is it? I feel like she's just, a, I said it the other day, she's like, well, I'm a toddler. And I was like, I think you're just a kid now. It's a kid. Like there's no term for you because toddler makes me think you know when they're trying yeah. to still they're toddling she's not toddling she is like she's oh, a strutter she's working it she's she's my favorite yeah oh yeah thank you i should this was so fun. good i'm gonna interview my son maybe we'll do penelope and julian like you should i should do that okay well i'll arrange that very cute okay well, have a great day thanks Some for having love. me bye Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of Culinary Chronicles Made with Love. Before you go, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. For more information on the show, visit ladolching.com. And for more behind the scenes, follow me on Instagram at Lisa Sanguidolce.